Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. song man that is uh, the beautifully haunting genesis to open today the edmonton Oilers with a pair of victories on the weekend we got a jam-packed edition of Oilers now for you today brought to you by digitex buyer lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office it and supplies i believe that was the highest uh, ranked song I think it got like to four or five. Bit um, from the Genesis uh, self-titled uh, album from 1983, Mama. Well, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, you know there was a lot of consternation in oil country on Friday. Deservedly so. The team was three and six. A lot of fans were exasperated, and Edmonton is. By no means out of the woods yet, but you can only win the games you play, and they did that twice on the weekend. Coming up, quick recaps of both games. We'll hear some audio clips as well, talk about some of the storylines. We will get an update. The orders are over at Rogers Place. They're on the ice as we speak. Reed Wilkins at 12.20 will join us for a quick six- or seven-minute hit. He'll also comment on the Edmonton Football Club's hiring of Jamie Elizondo, a name that you would have heard multiple times, really, from the time that Scott Malinovich step down uh, to take the NFL gig. I know that uh, Morley and Dave Campbell mentioned him on Monday. Uh, we put something out. I think it was Wednesday night. I, I know I had a couple guys reach back to me via Twitter and then uh, talked about it on Thursday and Friday's show as well. Just too good of a fit. Obviously, history there with Brock Sunderland. And uh, so... Uh, congratulations to the E football team. Sounds like they got a real good offensive guru as a fit there. The Oilers, meanwhile, they got their offensive groove going. And uh, on top of talking to Reed today, we'll hook up with NHL insider John Shannon. We'll talk a bit about the legacy of John Muckler today with former Edmonton Oilers captain Kelly Buckberger and an initiative that's going to be taking place for tomorrow night's game. And our Edmonton Oilers inside the game analyst, Rob Brown, today at 135 as well. A reminder, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree has multiple Dreamcatcher Spawn Stay packages available for booking now. You can reach them at 1-844-425-2733 or visit rivercreateresort.com backslash stay. And 
You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 7804960063. Ashley Fine Floors renovating. Come see uh, what's on sale now at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or at ashleyfinefloors.com. I'm on Twitter. That orders now for the show. Actually, Brendan technically handles that account because I'd have challenges handling more than one account. You can reach me at Bob underscore Stoffer. And Brendan's a big part of the show at Brendan with two E's, S. Scott with two T's. As we go into the top story for legacy heating and cooling, home of uh, no payments and no, no interest for one year on uh, new furnace purchases. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Well, let's do it. Right into the Oilers now, Audio Vault. We're going to give you the sound here, and it was electrifying, and it was exciting. Connor McDavid was off the charts, and so too was Leon Drysaddle, and there was never a dull moment on Saturday or Sunday night, and the only crappy part about it was... There's no fans in the buildings as we continue to deal with the challenges that are known as the pandemic. But two, the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. We had a great game Saturday night at Rogers Place. Jack Michaels with the call. In over the line, McDavid, centering pass, reach on it. There's a save by Freddie Anderson. David skates through the middle of the ice, hits the red line, now the Toronto Blue, right around Musa to the net, reach on, score! Coast to coast, Connor McDavid, an absolute thing of beauty. 3-1, there is no adequate defense. That is absolutely sublime. Come on, I mean... That. that is going to be the highlight of the night. Taking the one-timer, Matthews back inside a martyr, and he got it back and fired it home. Austin Matthews pressured by Archibald, shook it off, letting and fired a stick, rebound, score. Went off a stick right to Hyman, and this game is tied. Now it's McDavid and Drysaddle starting up ice. Drysaddle with Hall back. He centers, tipped home. Connor McDavid wins the game for Edmonton. Four, three, in, So no question the Oilers uh, needed that one, and it was a big victory. Toronto's got a good club. There is no other way to say it. Like right now, Montreal and Toronto, they're the two best teams in Canada, but Edmonton's now split with the Leafs so far through four games this season. Uh, Ethan Bear left that game, and as it turned out, was not available for Sunday night's encounter against the Ottawa Senators. The Oilers made a couple changes on defense. William Lagason and Chris Russell drew in. Slater Cuckoo got the night off. And then a bit of a surprise. Well, it wasn't really a surprise since he was told Saturday, and he's got a lot of family. Eight siblings, Stuart Skinner. And word started filtering out uh, Saturday night <laughs> through hockey circles. I know uh, an old friend of mine from uh, Pub 1905, Dan Baker, and a couple other fellows were informing me uh, throughout the course. Yeah, I know, there, there's a rumor Skinner might start. This was happening before the conclusion of uh, the Oilers game on Saturday, but Stuart Skinner did indeed. Excuse me, did indeed get the call. Uh, Lagason and Russell went in on defense. Alex Chason went back and forward. Katan Haas got activated. And the Edmonton Oilers played the Ottawa Senators. Here's Cam Moon with the call last night. They'll try to make it two wins in a row as they host Ottawa here this evening. Off the draw. Quick shot. Scores! Dominic Cahoon right off the draw. 
Kachuk gets control, tries to wrap it around, put it off the skate, saved by Skinner, rebound off the outside of the post, Skinner dives back and covers it up. Barry, he'll go across to McDavid, that one got away, and Dreisaitl able to sweep it over to the left wing, Nugent Hopkins behind the net to Dreisaitl, out of the right corner, to McDavid, SCORES! Down the right wing, into the Ottawa end, to Dreisaitl, penalty coming up to Ottawa when they touch it. McDavid to Nurse, shoots, score! On the right to Barry, in over the Ottawa line, he'll shoot it, the save made by Holberg. On the rising shot, hit him in the right shoulder, Barry's got it left point. Right wing to dry side, across, Yamamoto scores! will win this 8-5 for the first time this year. They win two in a row. Stuart Skinner gets his first NHL start, his first NHL win. All right, the Oilers had some things go their way last night. Thomas Shabbat, Ottawa's best defenseman, not available. Right now, neither Matt Murray nor Marcus Hoberg are stopping pucks. Uh, and the Senators have built a, a heavier team with some size and some toughness. You wouldn't want to throw down with them. But uh, they had some challenges containing the Oilers' speed at times. And then the Oilers' power play right now. Uh, Tyson Berry's in a groove. He's got five points in his last three games. Absolute kill shot from the point. And uh, power play went four for four, four for five. The Oilers, it, it could have been worse. I mean, the last six minutes of the game, one shift for Dreisaitl, one shift for McDavid. Uh, Dave Tippett called off the dogs. There were still some challenges. Five on five, strong performance from Gaetan Haas. Obviously a big night from Skinner. Let's get to some post-game audio. In our Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct uh, work where Dave Tippett had this to say on earning two weekend wins. Well, last night's game was a really good game, a hard game. Tonight was a little bit sloppy with both sides, so uh, I'd like to see us have a real strong game Tuesday. And um, you know, but we're 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 starting to you're starting to find out more about your team. You're starting to guys are grasping roles. You're still trying to you know we still got some areas that we got to clean up if we're going to uh, you know to get our our game going. So it's uh, it's been all right we've got some wins but there's uh, i still think we can be a lot better than we are all right and I, that's fair uh i do think the owners can be better Stuart skinner had this to say on settling in in his first nhl start they got a ton of shots at the, at the little uh, little bit of the start there, so it was nice that uh, you know we got up a couple, and you know the guys in front of me were playing playing really good tonight. Uh, obviously, they potted out uh, eight goals, so um, that obviously that obviously helped. So um, yeah, it was just it was a lot of fun. A little bit nervous at the beginning, um, you know, had to take a couple deep breaths, kind of you know lean back and just kind of see everything happening, and uh, just try to you know stay focused, not try to get too overwhelmed. It's a pretty amazing story when you think about it. Uh, going back to the lockout year in 12-13, Stuart Skinner, Tyler Benson was the big story that year. He set a Bantam AAA scoring record, and, and uh, David Quenville, Stuart Skinner, James Hamlin, who's currently with the Oilers farm team down in Bakersfield. They were all with the Southside Athletic Club squad. They played seven Sundays in a row at Mill Woods, and I would watch uh, a little bit of the uh, NFL uh, game and then head over to that arena, and twice they played Sherwood Park, who had Carter Hart, and Sam Steele. And uh, already we've seen two of the goaltenders uh, play in the National Hockey League and obviously a couple of the forwards as well. It's, it's a crazy world when you think about it. Uh, so Skinner gets the win. Uh, we will tell you that uh, Mike Smith was back on the ice again. We're going to go to Reed Wilkins. Probably 
within about a minute here, but I want to get Leon Dreisettle had six assists last night. He was incredible. I mean, he was just filthy in terms of what he could do. And the Oilers' power play went on a major heater against the Senators. Here's Leon Dreisettle. Yeah, I thought we were good today. We were effective. Um, kept the puck in, made good good plays, uh, attacked uh, um, in, in, in different areas, in different ways. And, um, yeah, it was a good night for our power play. And uh, Dreisettle added these comments on winning two in a row. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, you, you have to string games together, especially if you get off to a bit of a rocky start. Um, you know, we're, we're playing catch up a bit, so we, we, we needed that. Um, you know, we have to keep going. We have to get keep getting better, and we have to keep banking in points. Dry settle, six goals, 16 points, last seven games, 57.7% on the power play, plus 10 to start the year. Uh, Connor McDavid has 17 points in his last seven games as well. For the Oilers, Tyson Berry mentioned uh, five points over the course of his last three games. Nugent Hopkins, a goal and two assists last night, two goals from James Neal. Uh, Gaetan Haas thought he looked really good. Um, could well, I'm, I'll, I'll say it right now. I, I think Evan Bouchard's a lock to play tomorrow, and we could see 11 and 7 in tomorrow's uh, game. And the Oilers have got probably five players currently on the taxi squad at uh, at forward, so they're going to have some options when they de- decide to deploy those guys. Uh, and I do expect Chase on to clear waivers as well. Back in one minute's time, we'll hook up with Reed Wilkins from an update from practice. <laughs> Hi, this is Jujar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 12-22 in Edmonton. Quick text to the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, Gaetan Haas is so good, he really doesn't get enough credit from uh, Dave Tippett. Never has, really. I don't know about that. I think Tippett's got some time for Haas, and he probably has some more time after last night's performance. We bring aboard Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. He's over at Rogers Place. Hi, Reed. How you doing? Good, Bob. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I think Tippett appreciates Gaetan Haas, and I, I mean, he got him into the, the lineup as soon as he had an opportunity to do so. I, I think he appreciates him. I, I think and probably more so after last night, like you said, given how he was able to help the penalty kill. I know they still got scored on a couple times, but he was quick to a lot of pucks and was sure clearing, uh, pretty sure with the, the clears. So, yeah, I, I think he's appreciated by Tippett, and I'm, I'm would expect him to be in the lineup again tomorrow. Yeah, I think that one's a slam dunk. All right, uh, uh, Alex Chason placed on waivers today at 10, which means he's not, I don't think he's available to be a lot on the ice. So what do they got going on? First of all, goalie-wise, is there anything to report there? There is. Mike Smith is taking part in the practice. He was out beforehand doing some work and doing some goalie drills. Now, sometimes, as we've seen in the past, a goalie coming back from an injury might do that, but then leave before the practice starts. Smith has stayed on the ice. So right now, and for the most of the practice that has started since noon, it's been Koskinen in the what we call the starters net, the home team net, Smith at the other end, and Grosnick has been on the bench or off to the side most of the time. Now, I should also add, Bob, this is far from a full practice. When they were just kind of skating around beforehand, doing some individual work, there were 12 skaters on the ice, and I believe now they're down to 11. I think James Neal was on the ice and then uh, and then went off once they got into more of the drills. Uh, no Ethan Bear, so probably not a surprise there after getting hit with the puck on the bench, so we'll continue 
continue to see what's going on with his status. Uh, kind of the players you would expect out here, Shore, Ennis, Kara, Archibald, Haas, and Nygaard, and then Chris Russell, Cuckoo, Lagus, and Bouchard, and Jones. Those are the guys taking part in this one. Yeah, it's interesting. Just circling back to uh, Ethan Barrick, uh, a couple years ago he got concussed down on the minors. Sometimes when a guy's had concussion issues, there is a feeling not to push it. Um, I, I'll, I'll state right now, I'd be surprised if he plays tomorrow against uh, Ottawa. Uh, there's an opportunity to look at some other defensemen. I think we both expect Bouchard to be in, even if it means the Oilers go 11-7. and seven. But I do expect Ethan Bear back against the Calgary Flames, but time will tell in uh, that regard. Reed, uh, it was a wild weekend, wasn't it? I got to tell you, Bob, first of all, Saturday's game was one of the most entertaining games I've seen in this building. I mean, there's there's obviously been some cool nights, and, and they were in the playoffs in 2017. But I think just in terms in pure excitement for a regular season game, um, I think a couple games involving the Pittsburgh Penguins, the year the Oilers made that playoffs, they fell behind 2 nothing early and came back and outplayed the Penguins the rest of the way, and I believe Pittsburgh won in a shootout. And then uh, the 6-5 game where Crosby scored in overtime, that was a really good game. So I put that game against the Leafs up there with those two. You know, the DeHarnay overtime winner obviously was, was a great night. And then, I mean, it was stunning last night. Eight seconds into the game to tie a team record for fastest goal from the start of the period. And, I, and the Oilers' power play now up over 28%, four goals last night, one shy of a team record for power play goals in a game. And it was awesome to see Tyson Berry firing the puck from the blue line. I think he took more one-timers from the top of the point last night than maybe he did in the first 10 games of the season combined. But two pretty entertaining games, and uh, I think a bit of a sigh of relief here for the team and the fans. And you got to take advantage of Ottawa again. I mean, we've been talking about it. If, if you're playing them nine times, you got, I think you got to try to win seven because everybody else has beaten them. Yeah. Uh, switching focus, the Edmonton, es- uh, Edmonton Football Club. It'll only take me, uh, I don't know, six more years to get used to that. The EE Football Club makes it official. Uh, Jamie Elizondo, the next head coach of the EE Football Team. Reed Wilkins, your thoughts? Well, I'm I'm encouraged, and not just because of his experience, but because of his previous work with Trevor Harris, and I guess you can extend that to Greg Ellingson. And I I think the last couple of years, especially Bob with with Jason Moss as the head coach, and look, I, I I know a lot of people really got down on Moss. Moss knows offensive football. He knows he knows how to call a game. He knows what works. But I I always think there was the feeling that they could have done a little more, and I think the criticism of his offenses was that they didn't adapt, especially coming out in the second halves of a lot of games. So that's what I hope to see from Elizondo. It was huge to get Ellingson and Walker. I mean, as soon as Walker was signed, I thought, okay, that's that's it for Ellingson. But to have both those guys in the lineup is is it has the potential to be pretty amazing because they're both you know different types of receivers. I think Walker is much more physical, but Ellington can certainly find pockets and make catches. So I think you know it, it makes sense to hire an offensive coach since a more offensive coach left. Uh, I just hope once we get playing, it's a team that can can live up to its potential because I think the last two years they played, there was the feeling that a few wins got left on the table, especially in the second half of the season. Um, Reed, what do you got coming tonight on Inside Sports? 
Well, more on the double-E football team. Uh, new head coach, A.J. Jakubik, is going to jump on to talk about him and about the Senators as well. And uh, you're, you're going to like this. Well, you probably won't like this, Bob, but you'll appreciate that this is something I would do. We're going to have uh, a golf referee from the Alberta Golf Association explaining this sliminess of Patrick Reed. Oh, it should be an interesting piece, Reed. <laughs> I'll, I'll be watching one of the two uh, all-Canadian matchups that I can tell you that right now. Thanks, my friend. You know I wasn't, you know, the guy is who he is. You know, I get it. I know there's all these rules. Hey, Reed, awesome stuff. Thanks for the quick hit, man. Okay, see you. Oh, yes, the sliminess of Patrick Reed. 1228 in Edmonton. This text comes in on our Ashley Fine Floors from AJ. Bob, what would it take to get Sam Bennett out of Cowtown? Would JJ and a decent prospect like McLeod or Benson get it done from AJ? Well, I would not trade. Uh, Ryan McLeod, I, I will tell you, uh, the Bakersfield Condors played two games on the weekend. Uh, they lost uh, 1-4-2 with an empty netter, and the other one 4-3 in a shootout. They had a 3-1 lead, gave up a couple power play goals. They played uh, uh, L.A. and... Uh, Anaheim's farm teams, uh, Ryan McLeod, I'm told, was the best player on the ice, and I'm gonna bet on the kid that's six foot two and can skate, because he's six foot two and he can skate. He's getting into the guts of the game, and he's gonna have a heck of a chance next year to make the Edmonton Oilers from day one. Um, the Oilers theoretically could add him and Dylan Holloway into maybe their bottom six. Um, Holloway, by the way, has got 14 points his last six games in the NCAA. He's going pretty good. He's got nothing left to prove at Wisconsin and uh, give them some more left uh, shot options. They got You look at it, they got Pugliarby, Yamamoto, Cassie, and Archibald all signed for next year on the right side. There could be some openness on the left wing. Wait and see what happened there. And uh, I'm excited about both the prospects from McLeod and Holloway carrying forward here. And in an entry-level system, uh, you need guys like that to contribute. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, John Shannon, our NHL insider. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms. <laughs> 